Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. NBC podcast, Notre Dame getting set for Alabama in the college football playoff. And, and the difference between this game and years past watching Notre Dame play Alabama is going to be that this Alabama offense can flat out play. And if you watch the Florida game, you know that Mac Jones is at the very top shelf of college football throwing the ball. And you know he's not getting the same buzz that Tua got in the tank for Tua that we're used to hearing about, but he may be better than Tua as a pure passer, completing over three-fourths of his passes. I mean, they haven't scored the fewest points that Alabama has scored this year was 38 points, and that was back in September against Missouri. Since then, they have just scored more and more and more throughout the course of the year, and that all led up to the performance that we just saw against Florida. And so it's interesting to see how Notre Dame offensively will try to counterbalance that. The strength of this team has been Lean on the offensive line, lean on the tight ends, Michael Mayer, Tommy Tremble as a run blocker, and go pound these ACC teams. But can you do that against, A, an Alabama defense, and knowing that the size advantage will shift, and, B, against an offense that is going to light up the scoreboard so you're in all likelihood going to have to score points with them and quickly? So my guess is that you're going to see Ian Book have to go throw the football and a little bit like Trask did for Florida, just try to play keep up and try to light up the scoreboard. So then you go, who is the number one Notre Dame wide receiver? Who will they lean on? I would think that it's Ben Skronik would have to have a huge game. Javon McKinley surely going to have to have a much bigger game than he had round one against Clemson. And for for Brian Kelly, this is this is a high-pressure coaching performance because there's no way that you can get blown out by Clemson and get blown out by Alabama to close out the year, and all of the noise isn't going to chase you into the offseason after going unbeaten through the ACC. So he has to keep this competitive, if not be in this game going into the fourth quarter, or else it's just going to get crazy noisy. And everybody in the Notre Dame community knows exactly what I'm talking about uh, when I say that. You have to be able to hang in these top five games. 
Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. And so when we talked to Myron Tungavailoa Amosa, one of the biggest things that I wanted to ask him was, A, about that Alabama offensive line, which he has great answers on, uh, and B, about the confidence of this team. How long do you focus on that Clemson game before moving on? and understanding that there is bigger fish to fry, there is bigger dreams to chase, if you can just put it behind you and go win one football game. Uh, and I think both of those answers are pretty key as you head into the college football playoffs. So here is Myron Tungavaloa Amosa, a great defensive lineman on this Notre Dame front, which is going to be so key in this game. Enjoy. So our next guest is Myron Tungavaloa, a Mosa Notre Dame defensive lineman. And what does it start with the schedule? So what is the schedule this week as you get ready for Alabama in the college football playoff? Mm-hmm. Um, we leave tomorrow. Uh, and we get there, we're probably going to check into the hotel. Next day, just have our final walkthroughs. And then, yeah, game day. When you watch this Alabama team play on film, what is it that pops out when you first turn it on? For me, like personally, I just try to focus mainly on the front five offensive line, obviously. Um, but when turning on the film, you're probably going to see plays from guys like Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, uh, John Mechie, all these you know great athletes all around. But like I said, as a defensive lineman, I love to pay attention to the front five. And for me personally, the front five sticks out to me. Um, if you turn on the film, game in and game out, you just constantly see them have their way in, in the game. You just see them moving the line of scrimmage or giving Matt Jones, you know, a lot of time to get these balls down the field. So, uh, yeah, the I feel like for me, the front five is, is what really stands out the most. And is it in these top five matchups, is it the speed mostly that's different or is it the size that's different when you step on the field? Um, that's a hard uh, – for me personally, I feel like the size, speed all plays a big factor, but I feel like uh, we definitely have – uh, those here at Notre Dame, you know, with our offensive line, you know, we're probably averaging a height around six five, and so it's there's not too big of a fall off between you know the O line of Alabama and our O line. So um, I would say probably the speed of their skills is definitely a a big thing. So how many Alabama games will you watch, knowing that you have a little bit more time than in between two games throughout the regular season? How much of their regular season will you watch getting ready for this game, or is it just the most recent game that you'll study? Um, we probably dive. So when it comes to breaking down film, we usually have our our coaches have are already have cutups made, but uh, I probably try to dive into maybe the past four games only because uh, 
obviously in the beginning, some teams are still trying to find their groove, you know. And so I really try to focus on the games where I feel like guys have are now in their groove. They're now in their, you know, prime uh, competitiveness, and especially with, like, how people's bodies wear down throughout the season. Um, you kind of want to see, like, you know, where their level of conditioning is. You know, I pay attention to the little things, you know, where their level of conditioning is, you know. Um, do they finish plays uh, towards the end? Um, if it's a long play, you know, are they are they keeping up their blocks all the way through the end? And so focusing on, like, the most recent games for me, I feel like is more important because you can also focus on the depth chart that you're going to be facing. And so um, seeing as last game, unfortunately, their uh, center had gotten injured, you know, prayers to him and his road to recovery. But it's important that we pay attention to who's the next man in because we can definitely try to find – uh, little things that he does differently from their starting center and try to capitalize off of different opportunities. Who is the next man in? Can, can you fill us in on that? I, I couldn't tell you who that next guy is. I, everybody remembers him going down because really their whole team came over during that game yeah. to, to tap him on the helmet. You could tell how much he meant to that locker room, to that offensive line, to that offense. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. is the next guy in and how do you go about studying him? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to start by saying, you know, prayers to, you know, Landon Dickerson. He's the player going down. Um, I know how it feels to not be able to compete with my brothers. And so, yeah, prayers to him and his road to recovery. Um, yeah. Now the next man up, we believe, is uh, it is Chris Owens. Um, I feel like he brings a little bit more of an athletic side to the ball in terms of playing center. Um, he's a more skinnier but lengthy dude. Um, yeah, just watching, uh, there's not too much – Clips of him, obviously, because Landon has been starting most of the time. But uh, just seeing, uh, watching the little clips that we have of him, we feel like he, we can definitely find little points in that we can take advantage of. Yeah, very cool, very cool. So, how, how about with uh, with the Clemson game? Like, how how much time will this locker room spend with the most recent Clemson game before you just shelf that and move on? How many times did you watch it or study it, or? Do you just need to recalibrate the confidence and go at this point in the season? Yeah, um, obviously coming into the Rosewood week, obviously facing opponents such as Alabama, uh, we definitely want to take a day to, you know, kind of rewatch the game, but not so much, uh, you know, dig at the wounds that was already that's already there, you know. It's just about um, correcting our technique, looking at missed assignments, and from there, you know, doing a well better learn. Like what can we do better to – you know, be prepared for the next team. And so um, in terms of watching uh, film, we probably focused on it like maybe two days max and we just moved on to the next opponent. Um, the best thing we can do is just take the notes, take the lesson, learn and move on. What, what was one of your biggest lessons watching round two compared to round one? Um, I would say there was more of a physicality defensively in, in round one. Um, I feel like there were definitely a lot of plays missed out there. Um, I had a missed sack. Uh, it's just in terms of finishing plays, that's just what it comes down to. So this Alabama offense is one of the more talked about offenses in college football, and they're coming off performance against Florida where they just went off, and really both offenses just went off back and forth in that game. When you study their offense in particular, their quarterback and Mac Jones, mm-hmm. How great are they? How does it compare to Trevor Lawrence and the Clemson offense that you just came off facing as the presumptive number one pick in the NFL draft? Yeah, it's 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 so hard to really compare the offenses. Uh, I feel like these are two completely different offenses, but they provide two different uh, groups of talent. You know, 
Um, when you look at Alabama, you have Matt Jones, who's not really a running QB, but he is accurate to the point. You know, these this, the reason why their offense is so successful is because he can get the ball from point A to point B. And also on the receiving end, you have guys like Devonta Smith, uh, John Mechie, Jalen Waddle, mm-hmm. all these guys, even Najee Harris. You know, these are guys that are great athletes that um, when you turn the film, they're just flying to the ball, flying everywhere. And then not to mention their front five, just like I said, having their way every game, game in and game out, just dominating the line of scrimmage. And then when you flip to Clemson, you have Trevor Lawrence, who is like a dual threat QB. And not too many people respect him as a runner in terms of, you know, moving the ball. But he's a, he is a runner. When If you ever play Trevor Lawrence, you will see that he's a lot faster and a lot more manipulative in terms of the scheme of things with read, reading the read zone. And then you have Travis Etienne, like all these guys. It's just overall just great talent around both programs. Yeah, and we knew Clark Lee was going to be one of the most sought-after coaching hires this offseason, even in a unique offseason. If he, of course, gets his great opportunity to go down to Vandy. And how did he kind of explain not only to the defense that he's going to be moving on, but that he's going to be sticking with you through this process? I know it could be a bit awkward, but he is really the best. How did he explain it and lead you guys despite uh, taking this new job? Yeah, I just want to start by saying, you know, I'm just so happy for him. If anybody knows yeah. Coach Lee, um, you'll know that he's the most selfless person and he'll always be giving his 100% to everyone, no matter, you know, the circumstances that he's in. And, you know, the way he approached it is um, he just he just was realistic with us. He goes, you know, I know the media got to us before he got to the chance to talk to us. And so mm-hmm. he was saying that, um, you know, no matter what the media says, he's always here for us. And genuinely, that he's just that type of guy. Um, like I said, we as a defense know where his heart is and, you know, we're always, we're definitely happy for him and we know that we got his 100% support here even now. So yeah, definitely just, he's just a great dude, great guy. How about just with Hawaii and Notre Dame, that connection, when do you remember thinking, man, if I could figure out a way to get to South Bend, Indiana, that's where I would want to go. Was there any direct connection? Was it Manti Teo? Was there anybody in between that that really drew you to Notre Dame in particular? Uh, there wasn't really, like, a, a person that drew me here. It was just when I came on my visit, I just fell in love with the place. Um, growing up in the islands, my parents are pastors. Uh, or, or, so I was raised in a spiritual household, and so – Coming here, like that sense of spirituality is just magnified. And, you know, that's something that I appreciate and that I knew that I wanted on my journey here. And so uh, being able to um, grow as an athlete, but also grow spiritually. And like, what, what can you what better can you ask for? You know, how about just the Hawaiian community on the team? How many guys are there from Hawaii and how close do you guys stick together throughout the course of the season? Just hanging out in between. So there's three of us, but I mean, that's actually, if you think about it, that's a lot. <laughs> it is. Uh, so there's three of us and yeah, like we always just have like little um, cookouts. Uh, we just go over to each other's houses, just make um, just like food from back home that would make. And it's just, I'm, it's just blessed to, you know, have guys from back home out here. And for a lot of guys on this team, this will be sort of the first go around through the playoff cycle and, you know, stuff like that. And it's, you know, stuff changes a little bit once you get into the postseason. But for Coach Kelly, he has been through this before and 
in particular with the matchups against Clemson, with the matchups against Notre Dame. What advice has he given this team about what to expect now that we're through the regular season, through the ACC championship, and into postseason play? Yeah, he just always tries to preach to us, or he always preaches to us about um, there really is no moment that's too big for us, you know. Um, on the other side of the ball, people always talk about how, you know, Alabama, Clemson are used to this scene. But at the end of the day, we're all competing for the same thing. We're all human. We're, we all, we're all capable of accomplishing the same dreams that we dreamt as little kids, you know. Um, on the other side of the ball is it, just another human being, you know. And so for him, it's just uh, it's just preaching to us about, you know, having that confidence when entering, you know, the postseason in terms of, when you come to the big stage, don't let the stage be too big for you because really it's just through hard work and preparation that it's going to determine the result of everything else. In your mind's eye, after the ACC championship game, where is the confidence level of this team right now getting ready for Bama? It, it, it's soaring. I believe it's soaring. Nobody likes to lose, of course. And so for us, being able to come back and compete literally probably against – one of the best teams in the nation, uh, what better way to, you know, uh, prove ourselves? You know, it's not about us proving anybody right, but it's about us proving ourselves right, proving that we worked hard to get to this point and we deserve this chance and this shot to compete. Myron, we, we really appreciate you taking some time today to chat with us and uh, safe travels down to Texas and best of luck this weekend, man. Really enjoy the whole process. Thank you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.